0: As we read through the Old Testament chronologically, today we read Second Samuel chapter 5, verses 1-10, and 1 through 10, and First Chronicles chapters 11 and 12. This is the new King James version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. We see in Second Samuel chapter 5, verses 1-5, and 1 through 5, and First Chronicles chapter 11 verses 1 through three, that David becomes king of Israel, well, kind of, verse one of second Samuel chapter 5. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and spoke, saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. Therefore all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years over all Israel and Judah. Now the parallel is over in 1 Chronicles chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Then all Israel came together to David at Hebron, saying, Indeed we are your bone and your flesh. Also in time past, even when Saul was king, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord your God said to you, you shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore, all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron and David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. So we see here that David is crowned king of Israel at Hebron, where he rules over a portion of Israel for seven and a half years but not the whole thing not the whole kingdom we see that in 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 5 actually according to 2 Samuel chapter 2 it was just the tribe of Judah that actually made him king initially Saul's grandson Ishbosheth was appointed king over the rest of the kingdom we get our bearings here from 2 Samuel chapter 2 verse 10 here's what that verse says Ishbosheth Saul's son was 40 years old when began to reign over Israel and he reigned Two years, only the house of Judah followed David. Now there's a lapse of five and a half years here between the death of Ishbosheth and 2 Samuel chapter four verses one through twelve until the northern tribes come to David to ask him to be their king. Their actions seem to be prompted by the anticipated capture of Jerusalem from the Jebusites. Notice that the northern tribes acknowledge that God had appointed David as king. So, what took them so long to come around, do you suppose? Incidentally, this is David's third anointing as king. Samuel chose and anointed him back in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Then Judah accepted him as their king, and he was anointed there in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. Now, here we have David being anointed over all Israel. Sometimes good things just seem to take a while. We find a move into Jerusalem in 2 Samuel chapter 5 verses 6 through 10 and First Chronicles chapter 11 verses 4 through 9. Second Samuel chapter 5 verse 6, and the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who spoke to David, saying, you shall not come in here, but the blind of the lame will repel you, thinking David cannot come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. Now David said on that day, Whoever climbs up by way of the water shaft and defeats the Jebusites, the lame and the blind, who are hated by David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Therefore, they say, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. Then David dwelt in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built all around from the millow and inward. So David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. Now over to First Chronicles chapter 11, beginning in verse 4. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. But the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, You shall not come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. Now David said, Whoever attacks the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. And Joab, the son of Zeraiah, went up first and became chief. Then David dwelt in the stronghold, therefore they called it the city of David. And he built the city around it from the millow to the surrounding area. Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David went on and became great, and the Lord of hosts was with him. Well, the Jebusites live in Jerusalem at this point in time, and they felt that their city was invincible. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 8 seems to be the boast of the Jebusites that their city was so secure it could be defended by lame and blind people. David says, all right, let's take it. Joab made a name for himself here and became David's go-to man by taking Jerusalem. So much for invincibility. It appears that perhaps Joab entered the city through their water supply, meaning their gutter or conduit spout in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 8. Obviously, the Jebusites were expecting an assault on the wall instead. Out with the Jebusites and in with the Jews, it became known as the City of David. The city was repaired and expanded under David. This marks the end of Hebron being the de facto capital of Israel. David has built his house in Jerusalem, and it becomes the new capital, sometimes referred to as Zion. It should be noted, however, the Jebusites were not all driven from Jerusalem. Later on in 2 Samuel chapter 24 verses 18 to 25, David buys the property for the new temple from Araunah, he was a Jebusite. In chapter 11 verses 10 through 47, we have a listing of David's big guys, the guys, the movers and the shakers in David's kingdom, verse 10. Now these were the heads of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom with all Israel to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. Deshobim, the son of Hachmanite, chief of the captains, he had lifted up his spear against three hundred killed by him at one time. After him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahahite, who was one of the three mighty men. He was with David at Pas-Damim, Now, there the Philistines were gathered for battle, and there was a piece of ground full of barley, so the people fled from the Philistines. But they stationed themselves inside the middle of that field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Now, three of the thirty chief men went down to the rock to David, into the cave of Adullam, and the army of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Raphaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, O oh, that someone would give me a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, David would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, Far be it from me, O my God, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of these men who have put their lives in jeopardy? For at the risk of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was chief of another three. He had lifted up his spear against three hundred men, killed them, and won a name among these three. Of the three he was more honored than the other two men. Therefore he became their captain. However, he did not attain to the first three. Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man from Kabzael, who had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. And he killed an Egyptian, a man of great height, five cubits tall. In the Egyptian's hand there was a spear like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him with a staff, wrested the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with his own spear. These things Benaiah the son of Jehoiada did, and won a name among three mighty men. Indeed he was more honored than the thirty, but he did not attain to the first three, and David appointed him over his guard. Also the mighty warriors were Asahel the brother of Joab, Elhanan the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamoth the Hararite, Helaz the Pelanite, Ira the son of Ikesh the Techoite, Abiazer the Anothaphite, Sibakai the Hushathite, Eli the Ahahite, Mahari the Netophathite, Heled the son of Baanah the Netophathite, Ithai the son of Ribai of Gibeah, of the sons of Benjamin, Benaiah the Parathanite, Hurai of the brooks of Gaash, Abael the Arbathite, Asmaveth the Baharamite, Eliaba the Sha'albanite, the sons of Hashem the Gezanite, Jonathan the son of Shaga, the Hararite, Ahim, the son of Sakar, the Hararite, Eliphal, the son of Ur, Hefer the Makerathite, Ahijah the Pelonite, Hezro the Carmelite, Naari the son of Ezbi, Joel the brother of Nathan, Mebhar the son of Hagri, Zelek the Ammonite, Nahari, the Berithite, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zerahiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, the son of Ali, Adina the son of Shiza, the Reubenite, a chief of the Reubenites, and thirty with him, Hanan, the son of Maacah, Josaphat, the Mithnite, Uzziah, the Ashterite. Shamam and Jael, the sons of Hotham the Aurorite, Jedai the son of Shemrim and Joha his brother the Tizite, Eliel the Mehavite, Jerubai and Joshaviah the sons of El Naam, Ithma the Moabite, Eliel Obed, and Jaasiel the Mezobite. Well when you get a big job and you need a good man to take care of it for you, who are you gonna call? Well, David had his group of mighty men. Ezra, here in First Chronicle, adds a few to the list of men also found in Second Samuel chapter 23, verses 8-39. An interesting episode is listed here regarding three of David's mighty men that fulfill his casual wish that he could just have a drink of water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. Three men risked their lives to retrieve this water for David from behind Philistine enemy lines. Upon their return, David is overwhelmed with this act, but pours the water out as a drink offering before the Lord, just as though it were a drink offering of wine, as specified in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 13. Then in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, we have a listing of mighty warriors of David. First, we begin with the first seven verses, those fighting men who followed David before Saul's death, verse 1. Now these were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was still a fugitive from Saul, the son of Kish, and they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left, in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow. They were of Benjamin, Saul's brethren. The chief was Ahiazer, then Joash, the sons of Shema'ah, the Gibeothite, Jeziel and Pilat, the sons of Azmaveth. Baraka and Jehu, the Anathite, Ishmael, the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty and over the thirty, Jeremiah, Jahaziel, Johanan, then Jozabad the Gederephite, Eleziah, Jeremoth, Bealiah, Shemariah, and Shephetiah, the El Elkanah, Jeshiah, Azarel, Jo'ezer, and Joshabam the Korahites, and Jo'elam and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroham, of Gedor. Then we find, beginning in verse 8, those fighting men who stood with David as he reigned over Judah alone. Beginning in verse 8, Some Gadites joined David at the stronghold in the wilderness, mighty men of valor, men trained for battle, who could handle shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as gazelles on the mountains. Ezer the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmanah the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, and Machbeni the eleventh. These were from the sons of Gad, captains of the army, the least was over a hundred, and the greatest was over a thousand. These are the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it overflowed all its banks, and they put to fight all those in the valleys to the east and to the west. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and Judah came to David at the stronghold, and David went out to meet them, and answered and said to them, If you have come peaceably to me to help me, my heart will be united with you. But if to betray me to my enemies, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look and bring judgment. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, chief of the captains, and he said, We are yours, O David. We are on your side, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to your helpers, for your God helps you. So David received them and made them captains of the troop. And some from Manasseh defected to David when he was going with the Philistines to battle against Saul. But they did not help them, for the lords of the Philistines sent him away by agreement, saying, He may defect to his master Saul and endanger our heads. When he went to Ziklog, those of Manasseh who defected to him were Adnah, Jazabad, Jediah-el, Michael, Jezebod, Elihu, and Zillothi, captains of the thousands who were from Manasseh. And they helped David against the bands of raiders, for they were all mighty men of valor, and they were captains in the army. For at that time they came to David day by day to help him, until it was a great army like the army of God. And finally, we have a list of those fighting men who stood with David after the whole kingdom of Israel was united beginning in verse 23. Now these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war, and came to David at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. Of the sons of Judah bearing shield and spear, 6,800 armed for war. The sons of Simeon, mighty men of valor, fit for war, 7,100. Of the sons of Levi, 4,600. Dehoida, the leader of the Aronites, and with him 3,700. Zadok, a young man, a valiant warrior, and from his father's house, twenty-two captains. Of the sons of Benjamin, relatives of Saul, three thousand, until then the greatest part of them had remained loyal to the house of Saul. Of the sons of Ephraim, twenty thousand eight hundred mighty men of valor, famous men throughout their father's house. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, who were designated by name to come and make David king. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Of Zebulun, there were 50,000 who went out to battle, expert in war with all weapons of war, stout-hearted men who could keep ranks. Of Naphtali, 1,000 captains and with them 37,000 with shield and spear. Of the Danites, who could keep their battle formation, 28,600. Of Asher, those who could go out to war, able to keep battle formation, 40,000. Of the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, from the other side of the Jordan, 120,000 armed for battle with every kind of weapon of war. All these men of war who could keep ranks came to Hebron with a loyal heart to make David king over all Israel, and all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. And they were there with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, those who were near to them from as far away as Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali were bringing food on donkeys and camels, on mules and oxen, provisions of flour and cakes of figs and cakes of raisins, wine and oil and oxen and sheep abundantly. For there was joy in Israel. Of those who rode with David prior to his rise over all Israel, the men in verses 1 through 7 are dateable to the 16 months before Saul's death. Beginning with verse 23 in this chapter, we see the men who came to Hebron after the seven and a half years of reign where they came to turn the whole kingdom of Israel over to David. Finally, in this chapter, if you're going to be king, you need a really big army. Well, here's your army, and it's a big one. Now, I've provided a chart to show you the strength of this army. It's huge. If you want to look at the written notes of BibleTrack.org, you can see that chart. So, David went from his little army consisting of just 6,800 men from Judah to a massive army of nearly 340,000 almost overnight just prior to taking Jerusalem from the Jebusites. Obviously, the northern tribes had deviated from God's plan with the inclusion of Levites, Levi, Aaronites, and Zadok, in their army. It should be noted that an army of 340,000 plus was and is, even today, an overwhelming force in that region of the world.